Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode of the show. Today's features Amber Clear. Had a great time hanging out with Amber, talking about some of her comedy, talking about uh, her work on the uh, Polar Express, and uh, all sorts of stuff. We had uh, we had enjoyed some gelato. It was a great day. We had a lot of fun recording this one of our Gaslight, so big thanks to them for letting us hang out and record this one. Stop in and visit them. Uh, grab some tacos from Rockstar Taco Shack while you're over there. And uh, have a great time at Gaslight. Uh, do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. Stop in and visit them or shop online at at roughneckbeardcompany.com today. Growing out a big old beard is a surefire way to keep you warm this winter, and there's no better way to grow it out than with Roughneck Beard Company's full line of beard grooming products. Beat the itch, soften, and set the stage for a faster and fuller growth. And you can do it all while saving 15% by using my code RPP15 at checkout. Again, find their full listing of uh, products on roughneckbeardcompany.com. You can find your beard oils, beard balms, their junk powder, combs, uh, they, you know, everything's all sorts of different scents. Whatever you're into, they've probably got the perfect one for you. So check it all out, roughneckbeardcompany.com today. Also, big thanks to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company here in Wentzville, Missouri. Swing in and visit them for all your craft beer needs. You can grab a delicious sandwich while you're there for some lunch or dinner. Hang out on their big old patio. It's always a lot of fun at Friendship Brewing Company. And you know, you, uh, I've talked about it a bunch on here, but I think it's really cool what they've been doing to support the community, uh, including they launched a beer in honor of our fallen, fallen soldier, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. Uh, you can go out there and buy that beer and support this foundation. All proceeds from that beer go directly to support that foundation. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing they're doing to support, uh, you know, such a terrible situation. So get out and visit Friendship Brewing Company again here in Wentzville, Missouri. Find them more information at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And if you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail. And uh, with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Amber Clear. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Amber Clear, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double decker fudge round rolling round town, 
Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today at Gaslight over here on the hill with Amber Clear. Welcome to the show. I'm excited. I like this table. I like you. I like this room. Yep. I feel, we were just talking, I feel like this is a haunted room. I just know it. I'm excited. I want to touch things. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, things are getting inappropriate uh, real quick. Real quick. Right. Well, we, uh, we've already been having a, a fun day. We, we kind of went on an adventure. We got some gelato. and uh, Showed you a fountain, a yeah. beautiful fountain to take your wife to in yep. the summer. Yeah, beautiful can't, fountain. Can't wait to go back, but yeah, it's a kind of a, a snowy day here in St. Louis, and I figured, uh, let's what better way to you know let's just do some podcasting and uh, hang out with Amber and get to know some of your story and talk about what you've been up to. Uh, we, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we kind of been running in a, a similar circle for a long time now, for so long, yeah. But we haven't really. This is like our first like proper hanging out i feel like we uh we met at a concert like yeah, yeah i uh i was literally the very last person to get a ticket to the zach ryan concert at the pageant and like yeah yeah i saw you hanging outside and i was like i know you right. and you were like no you don't and you were like what's my favorite color and i was like we're friends on the internet now we're friends in real life it's right. great like i'm drawing uh dicks in the snow yeah. out in front like showing sure. it's perfect yeah you know like you i have do. pictures on my facebook if you guys are listening i'll upload the pictures of the snow dicks can i say snow dicks it's the internet. Okay. You can say yeah, whatever okay. you want. I don't know if you have like a rating. Like you should always tell me if you have a rating right. because I mean we usually play this yeah. at the preschool, so oh, we'll, maybe we'll have to. I'm, people don't know, but like I am good with kids. Like right. I used to do Kids love snow dicks, you yeah. Know, so. Perfect. But I used to do children's comedy at the St. Louis Zoo. <laughs> sure. Like I worked at the St. Louis Zoo, had a microphone and costumes and um yeah, and I even have a background in uh like I've worked at a special ed school. I worked in alcohol and drug rehab for twelve to twenty-one year olds. Uh, I've worked with kids a lot, and people are always shocked to find that out. They're sure. like, "You've worked with children?" And I'm like, "Yeah." All right. Yeah, like literally the same week that I did, like I left uh, the St. Louis Zoo and went. Like I didn't leave, leave, but like I was like, "Hey, I have to go for a while." And then I immediately went to Sturgis, and I, it was like two speeds. Like I'm either super adult or I'm like child-friendly right there's no in between yeah <laughs> right so but it was it's fun like the juxtaposition when i oh and i worked i don't know if you know this um over this winter like i hate holidays and i know you had questions i'm just getting off topic uh but over the winter like i hate holidays and like i was trying to like combat my like holiday stress and like holiday depression because like with covid shows are weird and so i was like you know what i'm gonna work for the polar express as a character and so i got like I got to do so much fun stuff on this train. And like, you just run up and down this train, just like talking to people. And then like, 
dance and fall. And right. I, when I'm working with kids, I use an accent, though, so that I don't accidentally say a bad word because my vernacular is peppered with naughty words. So I'm like, I tell to you, I'm going to tell you the Christmas story. Like, I have this whole accent that I can use, and I can use it so well that the people on the train, they were like, um, where are you from? And I'm like, you know the country above Russia? That's where I'm from. It's the North Pole, motherfuckers. It's the North Pole. The country above Russia is the North Pole. So kids would be like, I love her. I love her. And I was like, I love you too, child. <laughs> yeah, it was. I had so much fun on the Polar Express. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to like say that I worked on the Polar Express, but I did. Yeah. Uh, it was a blast. Like, I, I would tell people, we would pass by the river, and I'd be like, okay, everybody, look out the window right now. You will see the world's biggest melted snowman. His name was Mr. Sippy. Like, I just had all these fun things. We'd go by the arch, and people were like, oh, is that the arch? <laughs> like, in my head, I wanted to be like, duh. <laughs> but in, in my mouth said, oh, that's not the arch. I'll tell you what that is. What happened is McDonald was going to build a very big store, okay? We were going to be the gateway to the Big Mac, okay? But they ran out of money. They didn't finish. They get half of sign done. They didn't paint it. So now we are just the gateway to the West. Like, I had so much fun. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, of all the other funny, like, it just depended on the people. Like, I would just have fun with the people. And it was just like, yeah. I'd make half the train say, like, I would yell, North! And they'd have to yell, Pole. And then I would, like, pick on somebody and be like, oh, you're very good with the pole. Um, <laughs> or I would tell people, like, oh, we have a world-famous, I have just been informed, we have a world-famous ballerina on this train right now. Uh, and then I'd go, like, pick, usually I'd pick a dad, because dads are safe, and dads are kind of party poopers. So I'd, like, pick a dad that I could, like, get involved, but I'd be like, okay, world-famous ballerina on this train, but this ballerina is kind of shy, okay? So we have to really cheer him on and get him going to make this world-famous ballerina dance. Okay, everybody, let's give it up for and then I would lean over to the random person and be like what's your name and if they didn't tell me I would just be like Leonard everybody give it up for Leonard and I did I did so many trains and like I didn't have like I had a couple people resistant but everybody got up and I'd be like twinkle 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 toes and then I would run to the other end of the train and I would literally be like after they did their twinkle I'd be like oh, I'd get a, a knee and I'd hold up my hands like okay I catch you run to me I catch you and as soon as they started running to me I would take off running the other direction be like somebody called the police a man is chasing me and I would run through the train <laughs> And I just had so much fun. Like, yeah. I would also tell people, like, what sound do a train make? And everybody goes, choo, choo. But I was like, okay, but listen, sometimes the train goes, toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> I would make all of them go, okay, on the count of three, let me hear your best toot. And then I wouldn't do one or two, I'd just go, three. <laughs> and like, Everybody would like say it, but a couple people wouldn't. So whoever didn't talk, I would hold my hand above them and say, yes, some people are very good at tooting, and some people are silent tooters. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun. Like it was it was and the kids loved it and the parents sure. loved it. And like, yeah, I I really loved it. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a good time. And then I would have like I would literally get off work after like four trains and I would immediately go run do like an adult comedy show and I would still be in my outfit. <laughs> It was awesome. Like, and then sometimes I like once my accent gets going, 
I can't get rid of it. So I had to do an entire show of my jokes in this accent. And I was like, okay, guys, I know what happened was I can't stop talking like this. So if I revert back, I'm sorry, okay? Like, I just couldn't stop. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, was your, how sounds, was your Christmas? <laughs> that sounds like a ton of fun. Though. Oh, my God. Uh, it was so much fun. Everybody was sticky. It was great. Yeah. It would be yeah. Uh, nice if you could do something like that, you know year-round instead of, you know, just the, the holiday, but... Yeah, uh, I only really need to do it during the holidays because, like, holidays, I normally, sure. like, I love Christmas lights and I love, like, uh, other stuff, but, like, I don't really have a family. So, like, and I feel weird. Like, I love going to my friends' house and, like, I know that they love me, but it's, like, it feels weird during Christmas because it's, like, I, they all have kids now and stuff and I know that they need to experience that, like, as a family unit. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them to invite me over because they, like, feel sorry for me, like... So I went hiking on Christmas Day with a really, like, a really good person. Uh, we just went hiking, and then he, like, went to his family stuff, and I went home and, like, crashed because he is very fit, and I am very not. Um, I mean, I love hiking, but, like, this guy can march. And I'm over here like, let me take a picture. Let me sure. take a picture. Really, I'm trying to catch my fucking breath. <laughs> I mean, no, I really do love photography, but sometimes I know he's, like, he wants to go. Like, I've treadmill walked with him. He wants to go, like... He's at like a, a 3.5 mile pace and I'm at a 2.5 mile pace. And so like he thankfully meets me in the middle, but I do, and I do appreciate that, but I do think it's funny that like every five seconds I'm like, squirrel, gotta take a picture. So, and he, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah I, holidays are, are weird. You know, it's always, it's all, it's all, especially, <clears throat> you know, Christmas and stuff for a lot of people are, uh, you know, just, uh, it's a, gloomy time of year you know it can dark people that they're know, lonely or yeah but family stress like no matter how much you love your family for sure like holidays can still bring on some freaking stress so, yep. yeah i uh i don't know i i lost my mother uh in, and, in 19 uh december 3rd so it's like and that makes every holiday season 10 times right. harder yeah so then every year i think about that time of year it's like you know so i mean it's only been the two but still like it's just yeah. like it, it, those memories start coming back and absolutely like, um, so it's like uh so yeah it, it's just uh you probably dread thanksgiving because it's like oh you know that she's sure. you know the date is coming and she's not going to be there for thanksgiving and then the date comes and right. you're like oh it's a sad date and then christmas hits and it's like oh she's not here for this and mm -hmm. yeah it absolutely makes right. it like incredibly hard and two years is like just like yesterday so right. that, yeah that sucks yeah so yeah i know um, uh, there's a lot of people that have similar stories like that that you know just uh those but so at least you're able to channel that in, uh, in a positive yeah. uh, energy and, uh, and create some some mem great memories for kids and yeah and like whole families yeah. like you would not believe like it i i guess i just never had this like growing up um but like entire families and when i say entire families i mean like 30 and 40 people would come together as a group like as a family and they would wear like matching clothes and like other cool stuff like that identified them as all together and it's like holy crap that's like what a family is supposed to be mm -hmm. no don't get me wrong like i'm not i'm not like unaware that like i'm just seeing a snippet into their life to the point where it's like I know that they have like difficulties and whatever, but it's like the fact that they can still come together for that one night and just show me, mm. like they think that I'm giving them a good time, but really they're giving me a great time and like restoring my faith and like what family should be. So yeah, yeah mutual benefit. And I got sure. paid for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, well, uh, I know a little bit just cause I, I did watch, uh, there's a, um, 
the Amber Clear story on on uh, YouTube. Oh, it, for sure. It, yeah. I was watching uh, some of the, that video, and I and you talk about some of your your stuff with your family, and uh, you know, it was like uh, I don't know, it was really sad. I mean that that, but like you said, that you. It is what it is. Like yeah. I'm not so. I think that like sometimes people go through difficult times and they use that as an excuse to like be a difficult person or to like use that as an excuse of like, Hey, I had a terrible upbringing and like, so I'm allowed to be like a shithead to people or I'm going to be unhappy. And I think I use it as a catalyst to like, I don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want out of life. And I mean, I've been homeless. I had a blood clot on my brain and I was told I was going to die. Like I've been through some shit. And like every time it just makes me more appreciative of like all the good days. Like Mm -hmm. it is, I think I'm, a really happy person because I, I make sure that like I ask myself the right questions and I make sure that like I live every day like I'm in a Hallmark movie like oh it's snowing I'm not like snowing it's mm-hmm. gonna cramp my stall and the drive is gonna be bad I'm like look at this winter wonderland but uh, yeah so uh, I think that like I use bad things to remind myself about the good things and mm-hmm. I try not to dwell on them or stress and I ask myself every day like what did I learn from this? There's three questions I literally ask myself every day. Um, and one of them is like, what did I learn today? Um, two, what did I do to improve my environment? Like, I'm in control. That reminds me, like, what did I do? Like, I, I'm the person that should be taking charge of my life. So what did I do? And then three, like, what are three things that I'm thankful for? And it can't be like, thankful for my house. It's like, has to be something from that day. And that helps remind me that, like, Every day is a learning experience and fun, and it helps to ground me. Like, no matter how much success I have or how little success I have, like, every day I'm still going to be thankful. Every day. Right. So, yeah. So, I've had some big disappointments <clears throat> in comedy. I've had some great times, but I've had some big disappointments. So, sure. yeah, I think I've talked to like three major networks like four times each. And every time they're like, yeah, I promise you this, this, and this. And I've learned to like, not have any expectations and just to like enjoy the experience mm-hmm. that's how i live my life yeah i uh, i think well, we, me and you have a lot of similarities in that sense like Good. where you know i've i've definitely have uh my issues with my family also um you know and, uh, and but i do uh try to do make every day the best i can like i mean, I, I talked about it a while back on the show but uh uh in high school uh we had a a teacher and uh named coach Swafford and he, he was the football coach for many years but when i met him he was our health teacher and and he uh i don't know he told came in like it was the very beginning of school and he told us this whole thing about like you know hey just like i want you guys to enjoy life and do things you know if somebody offers you con- uh concert tickets or cardinal tickets or whatever go and have a good time like yeah, you can do the, you can do the homework later and turn you know whatever it is like and that kind of stuff and uh you know it was all about living life and then him and his wife used to always say this like five and five live this five like your last five kind of yeah. thing and like and they uh so my question is, do you know why he became that way? Because he wasn't born that way. Right. Now, he became that way. I'm not Something sure. Something happened. Yeah. I'm not sure what yeah, what it was, but uh, what really pushed him on that path. But that's what he, like, that was like his message that he talked a lot about. And he, uh, but he, he ended up having a, uh, like a massive heart attack and passed away like the weekend after he told us all that stuff. Oh, man. And. Do you think uh, he knew? 
Or had he always been like that? I mean, no, he was, that was his message for a long time, yeah. but he was like going on about this stuff and like, and it was just like, you know, it just felt like he told us this, you know, all this stuff and then he passed away over the weekend and like, and it was like, you know, it was devastating, but it, <laughs> it was like, you know, it really like, really it re- message home. Yeah, it re- resonated because it's like, it just goes to show like you know, nothing is guaranteed. No, nobody's get, no yeah. promises. Uh, we all we all have our time and then uh, live you know, every day so, like it's your last. Right. So yeah. we, so obviously uh, he already made an impact long before that. But you know it was like uh, I've always uh, carried that message with me Good. too. Like and I try to, I mean I try to pack as much fun stuff into my everyday life as you know. I like, that's why I like going to as many concerts as yeah. I do and doing all the fun stuff. So I mean it's not just about fun stuff too. It's about like I think that if you live every day like it's your last, it allows you the power to be vulnerable. And I think when you're vulnerable with people, you have deeper relationships, but I think it also like allows you to live your true self. Like you're not waiting to hurt someone's feelings or you're not not living authentically. Like I'm going to be vulnerable and tell people how I feel. So I tell everybody that I love them. Like I hang up. I probably mm-hmm. was on the phone with you. I was like, "Love you, bye." Cuz I think that like that's an important thing that I want everybody to know that I love them, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I love some people more than others and some people I'm in love with, but I love everyone. Like sure. there is nothing you can do to make me hate you for the most part. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people out there that I would probably curb stomp, um, but like it takes a lot for me to get there. Like uh, I think we were talking earlier during ice cream in the last three days, maybe two days, I've had at least 12 people tell me I was ugly. Like I put a picture on Snapchat and my Snapchat is lit, by the way. If you're listening, you should find my Snapchat. Uh, I literally put a picture up of how cool my shirt was because it glows in the dark. And four people that one I knew, three I didn't really know, had to send me a message, took the time out of their day to send me a message and tell me how crooked my teeth were. And it's like, I'm aware of how crooked my teeth were. Uh, what I'm now aware is how crooked their views on life are. Like, sure. if that's what you focus on, my teeth being crooked, when that fucking shirt glows in the dark, bro. Yeah. Like, look at that shirt. That was a cool shirt. Uh, like, I don't have many glow-in-the-dark shirts. I assume other adults, they must have had all of the glow-in-the-dark shirts because <laughs> uh, they were not impressed. And they focused on my teeth. And I'm like, out of everything beautiful in that picture, like, that's what you focus on. Um, yeah, so it's weird. Like, like, and I told I told them back, like, I literally said, like, my teeth aren't what's crooked here. It's literally your views on life. But I want you to know I still love you. And whatever's going on in your life that you can't see beauty, like, I hope it gets better. Because I do. Like, I, I hope that, like, whatever they're going through that they can't see happiness, like, I hope that they fix it. Right. Like, yeah. Because that's usually what it is. Like, hurt people hurt people. So, yeah. I hope that they... Learn to take time out of their day to be productive and spread joy and happiness, even just for themselves, rather than be hateful. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else somebody, like, I've had some weird experience. The last three days, like, I've been, I've not been called ugly so much in my life. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I can't even, I don't know. I don't even get how, like, somebody says that to somebody, like, you know, like, it's okay to, like, not say that stuff you know it's like you don't absolutely, you, you don't absolutely. Have to, you, it's yeah you, you can if you you can have these thoughts you don't have to verbalize them and put them out the, the, like, so i i think literally what happens is people have had so much negativity passed to them that they right. think the way to get rid of it is to pass it to other people right. so someone calls them uglier mentions something about them that they don't like they 
they mentioned something to someone else thinking, if, if I just pass this on, it'll go away. But in reality, the only way that you can get rid of negativity is by creating positivity. Like, you have to find a happy experience out of that. Like, you can't just keep passing the negativity on because right. that just makes the world more negative. And then guess what happens to you? Like, the world is circular. Whether we want to believe it or not, happiness is circular, but mm-hmm. so is negativity. So if you just keep passing on this negativity, like, it's just going to come back to you. So I stop it with me, and then I try to spin it into something happy and positive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I do the same thing on stage. People are like, oh my God, these stories are great. They're crazy. Like, can't believe how many times I laughed at you almost dying. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's a good time, right? <laughs> it used to like mess with my head a little because I'm like, I'm literally telling people how I've almost died and they're just laughing their asses off. But I realized like, that's my gift. Like I can turn like this, this terrible experience into something just mm-hmm. hilarious because if you can't learn from it, you should laugh at it. Sure. I think that everyone should laugh with me because... <laughs> Yeah. I've I've made some big mistakes in life, so yeah. yeah. You ever listen to Ryan Sickler? Uh, uh, does does a show called The Honeydew? I don't. I've never even heard of that. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to listen to that. Well, uh, so Sickler's like uh, he did a show called The Crab Feast with uh, for a long time with uh, Jay Larson. Um, Jay's a Boston comic. Uh, Ryan's uh, from uh, Baltimore, and uh, they. Uh, East Coasties. Yeah, but they're like, that that show, I think, I don't know if I, so I met Jay in uh, a Funny Bone, and Jay's like, hey, I do this podcast, uh, you know, and I already like Jay's comedy and, cool. and him as a person, so that was like my first introduction into podcasting, so I credit those guys for even giving, oh, that's awesome. wanting me to like find this, to want to do this show and stuff, so. Uh, well, for sure, I've checked them out, too. Yeah, but Ryan does now, so after the crab feast kind of came to an end, and uh, he started the, the honeydew, and uh, the, like, the tagline of the show is uh, highlighting the low lights, and he uh, he gets a lot of great comedians and various people, and then now he's started a, a Patreon show where he's doing the show with, like, listeners and fans of the show, and he calls it The Honeydew With Y'all, and so he's, like, having these people come on and share their stories, too. That's and, awesome. Um, but he goes through, like, the the worst, you know, shit of their life, and, yeah, like, and they share absolutely. these terrible stories, and he just laughs in their face about it and, like, makes a joke about it, and it's, like, it's not, like, mean, yeah. but because he's also been hurt and gone, yeah, you know, and that's why he, you know, but, but he, like... He, find, he helps them find the way to spin it and make it a positive, like or, or you know something that we can laugh at now and like get over the pain and stuff of it Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, it's a great show and it's one of it's one of my favorites to listen to. There's like some of the most, especially the honeydew with y'all. There was a guy on there uh, the other day. Uh, again, you have to subscribe for that one. But it's like uh, he he's uh, he like goes and cleans up like. These, yeah, these murder scenes or, oh. or uh, people that like just died in their home and like, yeah. Uh, so he was I had like some of the wildest stories about these scenes that he's like cleaned up and I was like. So I worked as an EMT uh, and then I worked in the ER of a hospital briefly. Uh, so I have some messed up stories yeah. that like, again, I think that that just all led me to appreciate life more. But side note, uh, I have a project that I'm working on. It's a video series thing um, that hopefully will go on a, a network, knock on wood soon. Um, a network kind of bought it and then didn't buy it and some stuff went back and forth. But it's about me interviewing St. Louis people that have been through some major tragedies. And we don't laugh at what they went through. We just talk about how that changed their perspective, mm-hmm. like how it altered their their life sure. in a good way. So we don't dwell on like what they went through. 
we dwell on what they learned from it. And like, right. I think that I'm doing that to hopefully help other people learn that no matter how bad things are, like you can still be happy. You can yeah, still have sure. a happy life. Like it's, yeah. you can still live your best life. Every day can be your Hallmark movie. Not you don't want a Lifetime movie. You want a Hallmark movie. Yeah. I think Lifetime is responsible for more divorces than any other channel. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it did sound bad. I say Ryan laughed at at him about. I know what you but, mean, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you they mean. Find, they find the, he finds the humor in yeah. the situations. And yeah, stuff. absolutely. And, it doesn't and, sound bad. I know sure, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I'll have to listen to it for sure. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've. It's also for me, like, you know, not that uh, you want to l- listen to everybody's terrible, sad stories. If I feel bad for him, but it also, in a sense, is like. Um, you know, there's certain ones that are like more therapeutic for, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it is helpful to hear some people that have gone through similar things and how they turned out for them. And like, and you realize you're not alone in some of these things yeah, that, you, that you feel and stuff. So, um, I, you know, like for me, when I was going through, uh, losing mom and, you know, like all that stuff, like I listened to a comedian tell a story about losing their parent and like, yeah. so it really kind of helped like. Even though, you know, cancer takes all kinds of people. Like, yeah. you made you do feel alone at times, and hearing yeah. hearing that kind of stuff like was yeah. was nice. But I think for me, like, I I think that like I've lost people. Like, I lost obviously my grandma and my grandpa, and I am very sad about losing them. But I'm also like, I try to focus on the positive. Sure. Of, I'm so thankful that I had them in my life. Absolutely, yeah. because there's not a lot of people that I had that I was that close to my life. And more importantly, like I, I could complain about like, Oh, I don't have family or whatever, but like I had family. Like Mm -hmm. I had my grandma and grandpa who were, who were very close and one of the best for me. Um, even though sometimes I didn't see it at the time, but like there's, there are people out there who don't, who don't have anybody. Um, there are still orphanages out there. There are still people that like they're, in families and they feel lonely because their families are terrible. And I hope that like they understand that they don't have to stay with their family because they're terrible because you should never feel alone when you are with your family. Like not all families are good is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And like if you're listening and you have like and you know your family's not good for you, like it's okay to walk away. Um but also like when you lose people, try to focus on the fact that like you had them because they're they they were graced in your life for however long you were fortunate. So, yeah. 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 Well, let's, uh, we haven't really even talked about your, uh, comedy too much. Uh, (laughs) Uh, but, uh, let's, let's kind of change gears and, uh, talk Talk about happy things. Uh, I get wild. Like, this is what's funny. Like I will, so I'll do a comedy show and I will get super close to the audience and I do, I have like all this material. Okay. But I'll go off on a tangent because like New Year's Eve, I was doing a show in, uh, I don't know where I was. I was somewhere. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of nowhere, but all these people came out and they're all super duper nice. And this whole family, like, I'm not kidding. This whole family had like, all the men were wearing the same flannel shirt, like they did that thing that's on TikTok, and it was funny. Uh, yeah. And like they sat front row, and I try to pick someone that's either married or someone that's older or somebody that's safe to like pick on. And I don't mean pick on, like I, I mean acknowledge in a positive way, because sure. I don't pick on people, like unless they're rude. And then I say things like, "Oh, you look like the underside of a seventy-two-year-old's ball sack." Uh, but that's only if they're mean. Like if you're not mean and you're at my shows, I only acknowledge you in positive ways. Like I'm like, "What's up, Big Dick Dave?" Like just I. Can tell that this person has big dick energy like whatever's happening here is great but new year's eve like this whole family was there and i ended up like 
for the first time in my entire comedy career, I think I chose a single man that was close to my age, and I just sat down on his lap and just started getting to know him. And like the audience was having such a great time, and like it was, it was really like it was a great show. But it was like fun because now I'm Facebook friends with like I, I kid you not, I'm Facebook friends with his sister, his mom, all of his family. Like was at the table, and they're all like, "Oh, you're gonna go jeeping with us," and I fucking will. Like, I got a jeep. They got jeeps. Like I'm going. Uh, um, and then I've had other funny things happen. Like I do a monthly show at this place. <laughs> Breathe for a minute. So I do a monthly show at like this really fancy place. And you're not gonna be able to tell which it is because I do a couple monthly shows. But like, there's this guy that he's probably in his 70s or 80s, and he always has three women with him. And they're they're ranging in age from 60 to 80, and he always sits in the front row, okay? He always sits in the front row. And I'm always like, man, you got something big in your pants, like a big old wallet or something. He's always out with three older women. I'm like, what is happening here? And he's always, like, super supportive, and I love him, right? I love this guy. And I should preface and say I never wear heels. Like, I'm not a good walker. I'm so distractible. So I... I like took I took a took a chance one night and I wear some heels, and the minute I step off stage, like the show is over, but like the lights are gonna stay on because I have to sell some merch up there, right? The show's over. I step off the stage, my shoe breaks immediately. My shoe breaks, but I kind of catch myself. And I'm like, oh okay, I'm okay. And then the guy looks at me, he goes, "Did your shoe break?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Let me see it." And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Let me see your foot." And I was like, "Sir, my feet look like Pocahontas and Shrek had a baby, and that baby ran through the swamp and then kept running. Like my feet are nasty." And this man looked at me and he said let me see your foot. And I still was like, no. And then he did the thing that like, I cannot, like, if, if anybody does this, like, I just, I immediately do what they say. Like, it's something ingrained in me. He used like the authoritative voice and he was like, put your foot on my lap now. And so I fucking did it. Like, I didn't have any other option. So I just like lifted my foot up and I put it on his like thigh and he starts to like caress my calluses. And I was like, I fucked up, <laughs> but like I couldn't stop. And I was honestly impressed with my balance. So he's like caressing my calluses and he starts to like braid my toenail hair. Like <laughs> all of the old women he's with are just laughing their asses off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I fucked up. So I go to like pull my foot back and he like pulls it closer to his old man wrinkly penis. And he's like, I'll give you $50 for a foot pick right now. <laughs> and I like thought about it for a minute. I'm like, does my face have to be in it? <laughs> And he was like, what? No. Do you just not have one on your phone? I was like, no. And I have like stock images <laughs> of my feet. Got a whole folder like, right here. Yeah. yeah. And then he was, I thought about it. I was like, well, I have to buy the comedians breakfast the next morning. Like $50 is $50. Fuck it. So I was like, sure, fine. Take a picture of my foot. This man whips out a flip phone. A flip phone. And he takes a pixelated foot picture. And I like, the old women are just laughing. Like she whips out $50, hands it to me like, boom. And I'm like, I thought the one lady was dying because I didn't, I didn't know if she was having a heart attack or laughing or what was happening. So wait, she paid for it? Yeah, so she, she did pay for it. She like, paid for the foot pick? <laughs> I think she had his wallet, so oh, I'm not okay. sure what the dynamic was there, right. but whatever, right? So like, I got a foot picture taken, and then this is how I talk about things. Like, I, I had, uh, that was a traumatic experience. Funny, but it's slightly traumatic. So the next night, I have another show. I have another show, and this is like a nice venue, too. Like, it's a little fancier, but like the crowd is a little younger. So I tell the exact story about how, like, somebody took a pixelated foot pic at the last show, and I was like, so I'm no longer selling foot pics for just $50. And so I, like, I went about the rest of my set, started talking about peanut butter on toast, like, whatever it is I talk about. And after the show is over, like, I'm walking to the bathroom, super hot dudes following me, and I'm like, fuck yeah, 
super hot dudes right behind me. I'm like trying to like, mm, this is gonna I'm gonna talk to a hot dude. And I turn around and like talk to him, and he's like, "How much for feet pics?" And I was like, "I don't know, like a lot." And he's like, "How much per inch?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" Uh, and he's like, "Centimeters?" And I was like, "I don't know how the metric system works. Let's stick with feet." And then I got seventy five dollars. Uh, yeah, so I've been selling foot. Oh my god, can I talk about something grosser? Oh my god! So I keep telling this story, like, and it's it's like building, 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 right? So then I have somebody that I don't know message me, okay? And they're like, "Hey, can you set up a thing on this website? I have a friend that wants to buy things." So I was like, "What?" So I set up this this thing. And this guy like starts messaging me. He wants to buy some underpants. And I'm like, this is like it's COVID times, and like I normally pre pre COVID, I was booked out for 16 months, like 16 months. So COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise because it slowed me down a little. And like I did some TV stuff, and like I remembered how fun life is when you're not just working all the time. Because uh, comedy is like comedy is so fun, but it is work. So like. I set up this thing, and I was like, I'll be okay with it. Like, I'll sell underwear, whatever. I get my underpants from Aldi. Like, these are $2 <laughs> underpants. This is great. So, and I don't wear, like, panties. I wear underpants, okay? Like, I'm going to be honest. So, I get on there, and, like, I start selling underwear. Like, whatever. And I probably shouldn't tell my secrets, but, like, they're not going to know it was me. Like, my name is, like, Rotten McNasty Crotch or something. Like, right? Whatever. So, this guy messages me, and he's like, I need some stuff in your panties and i was like first of all sir they're underpants again i'm gonna refer to them as underpants and he'd already purchased two pair okay and so like you wear them and then you like mail them like i i i have one of those food saver things you just like and then you like lock it in right and he was like i need some substance in there and i was like what does he want in my underwear and i was like does he want me to shit my pants but i was like no dudes are not into that and then i was like well some of them might be but i was like i don't know how to like sexually talk to him and be like what do you want, my underpants? So I figured it out. What I did was I literally put, I got, again, all the, all the underpants. I got some mayonnaise and I put them, <laughs> put them in the underwear and then I like set them on the deck and I left them in the sun so like melted because like mayonnaise will melt, right? So like it melted into the underwear and I was like, that looks right. Like that looks good. That looks okay. Because I also didn't want him to have my DNA. And like also I don't have like a stinky vagina. So I don't know like whatever. He was like wear them for three days and I was like, ugh. Like people are going to think I smell. So... <laughs> Put the mayonnaise in them, put them in the sun, and then I ziplocked them, put in the food saver, and I mailed them to him. This man literally is like, oh, I loved them. You were so tangy. Ooh. And I was like, that's Elvis, bitches! But the bad thing is, it's like, a few days later, I found out he has salmonella. And I was like, that's the mayonnaise! Like, that's, oh, yeah. So, like, that's, like, I, this is what I talk about on stage. I talk about things that happened on stage on stage. So it's just like this constant rolling ball of like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I started off talking about how I picked up a homeless man. And then some guy was like, would you let me ride the vehicle with you? And, like, everything snowballed from there. Like, yeah. I've had marriage proposals. Kind of a marriage. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no ordained minister. Like, yeah. Right. I don't put my comedy videos online because I want people to come out and, like, do real life stuff. Sure. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> I know you're like, wow, you can talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that tang tangy yeah. zip of miracle yeah. whip. That's the miracle whip. Oh, yeah. can't believe he got salmonella, though. Like, I would have been very sad if he would have died because I would have felt so responsible. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's, uh, you know... 
licking uh, strangers' underwear. Yeah. I mean, who knows what else is doing? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I kind of wish I would have shit in my pants right. and then like. <laughs> If you're listening, I will not right. shit my pants and send it to you. That's too far. I have a line. That is, uh, that is that, my line. That would be really funny, though. Like, you know, like. Maybe yeah, I like well, melt the Hershey's. You know, I got what, exactly what you are. I know what you're talking about. And then, like, you just send out that. And then it opens up the bag and just. Like, just like shit. Oh. <laughs> like, he had already sent the money. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Guys, there's a lot of guys that are really gross. I'm know. not kink shaming anyone. Like I am, I am proud of you for exploring your sexuality. Like if you're out there and you're doing stuff, like as long as it's like between sure. consenting adults, right. like I'm proud of you, man. But also like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm into like, I'm into supporting people and their kinks again, as long as it's consensual adults. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but I just don't know if I could shit in my underpants, put it in a bag, and mail it to someone. Yeah. Like, I'm on a high-protein diet right now. You don't want that. Like, you don't want that. Yeah. Also, like... Toots Magoots over here. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, just, like, being able to ask somebody, you know, for that, like, you know, to especially, like, coming up to you at the show and asking for pictures and oh stuff. i've had like, people ask for weirder things right yeah. but i mean just like i don't know like i would never think of that like it's not something that i would ever want to you know ask somebody like i mean that. i'm proud of them that's confident they're being i'm proud of them they're being vulnerable <laughs> right like i would never can i would never yeah. shame someone unless they were like i don't know rude about something sure. or whatever like i'm proud of him for being vulnerable good yeah. for you foot pick asking guy <laughs> like if someone wants to ask me for foot picks, <laughs> i will be proud of you what's uh do you remember those old uh um Budweiser commercials. Real men of genius. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here's to you, Mr. Ask for feet picture guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are great. Yeah. It just means that I, I feel, I feel honored that they would ask me because it means that they do feel comfortable enough with me to be vulnerable or they're just fucking crazy. And either way, I'm okay with that. Like I fucking love crazy. Like I think crazy is so fun. Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just a blast. It gets me in trouble sometimes, but yeah. it's so fun. Yeah. Well, we have a, a lot of opportunities to get involved uh, with these crazy shows. And uh, you have a couple of big ones uh, coming up through the through Illinois with uh, Kevin Farley. Absolutely. So not with Kevin Farley, but next weekend, January 21st and 22nd, um, I'm headlining at Mason City Comedy Club. That's like... Uh, between Springfield and Decatur and Peoria. Honestly, I would Google it. It's called Mason City Comedy Club. I'm, Shane already knows. I'm bad with directions. We were like two minutes away from here, and I had to like use my GPS to get back. Uh, but January 21st and 22nd, I'm headlining Mason City Comedy Club. Uh, and then the next weekend, I have a show at Walker's Bluff uh, in Carterville, Illinois. That's between Carbondale and Marion. It's like a giant castle. It's very fancy. And then that Saturday, which I think is like the 28th, I'm up in Streeter, Illinois, uh, which I'm super excited about because I've had uh, Starved Rock on my hiking list for a long time, and it's a couple hours away, so I'm going to do that. And then the next weekend, I have some shows. And then I start uh, performing with Kevin Farley February... 10th. So February 10th, Kevin Farley and I are in Effingham, Illinois at Tuscanel's Winery. February 11th, we are somewhere. Uh, we're in Marion, Illinois at a place. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful venue. They have a beautiful... Um, their chandelier is amazing. So we're just yeah. going to call it the fancy chandelier place in Marion. Um <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, it's Celebrations. It's called Celebrations in Marion. And then on Saturday, February 12th, I'm at Willow Creek, which is in Fairfield, Illinois, which is another gorgeous venue. That is like, I have the luxury of only accepting places that I, performing in places that I want to be in. For some reason, I pick these like super gorgeous places, and then I pick these freaking dive bar places. All of those places are gorgeous. Uh, Kevin and I are staying in a super cool Airbnb on Saturday, and I'm very excited. Not like together, like he has a room, (laughs) and then I have a room, like he's married and I'm stuff. Um, But like, it's this really cute Airbnb, and I'm super excited for that too, so. Yeah. And there's like two food places that I've looked up, and then I have shows after that, like all over too. Um, But just like message me and I'll tell you, or like follow me on home or on the internet, like wherever you want to follow me, yeah. Yeah. I would, uh I mean, that would, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he gets it everywhere he goes, but like, I would just like nerd out totally listening to stories about Chris. Like, yeah. cause like, um, I spent a majority of my youth, uh, you know, imitating him. And, uh, Absolutely, you know, uh, yeah. it was like, uh, Chris was a, a, a huge part of my growing up and a lot of my comedy, uh, you know, taste and stuff. I mean, like, I was, yep. I, I think I probably watched Tommy Boy, like the, that summer hit HBO, like whatever, 97, like probably. I think Kevin was actually times. in uh, Tommy Boy. He was in Tommy Boy or Waterboy or a couple of films with sure. uh, Adam Sandler and his brother Chris. Uh, but he also like has shows on like ABC and some other stuff like mm-hmm. that he can hold his own absolutely. Oh, yeah. His mannerisms are sometimes similar to his brother. Um, but he like definitely has his own style and he like, he can absolutely hold his own comedically. Like it just runs in that family and I'm just so happy to be working with him. I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I, I don't ever, uh, you know, here, uh, we had, uh, Nathan Orton, uh, you know, doing comedy in St. Louis and, uh, now he's moved to New York. York, Uh, but like, you know, he gets it a lot. People won't talk to him about his brother. (laughs) Funny story about So, but it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, I don't want to, I don't, uh, ever want to just make it all about his brother. Absolutely. I want, I obviously Kevin's very talented in his own sense. And, uh, but, but me as personally, I would just like, I would have a really hard time not, trying to get asked about uh, stories and stuff. So So I'm going to hope that Nathan isn't listening, but I think he knows about this now. (laughs) Like Nathan, I I adore as a person. Like I think that Nathan is just a super smart person and he knows, he has uh, kinesthetic or kinetic intelligence. There's all these types of intelligence and like, I don't have the one that's like body intelligence and he does. So I'd have all these really good conversations with him and he was very kind about stuff, um, about me trying to like get fit or like figure stuff out or whatever. But like I found out that his brother was a famous wrestler. And so I, I love wrestling now, like especially midget wrestling. If anybody out there ever wants to invite me to midget wrestling, like I will fucking go. If I could find like a celebrity guest hosting or like celebrity, like uh, referee as like a midget, wrestler person like that's that would be like a dream but like so nathan has this famous wrestler brother right and finally like i found out his brother's name is randy somehow for like three years i thought his brother was like the snap into a slim jim because that was the only randy i knew that was a wrestler they're like yeah his brother's really famous and like it just didn't click with me that like there could be other randys so the entire time i'm like man that's fucking like that's weird but cool man so i would like bring like uh slim jims and be like hey do you want one like haha and he, i don't think he ever got it like i don't think he ever and then someone was like why and i was like dude his brother's like randy the wrestler and they're like you're thinking of randy savage, savage. Yeah. yeah and i was like 
yeah, that's probably his brother. Like, and they're like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, for years I would like whisper in Nathan's ear, yeah. like snap into a slam jam. <laughs> Like, I don't understand life. Like, there's such, like, I didn't know that there's like a huge age gra- gap. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, I barely watch TV. Uh, like, I just do my own thing so much that, like, I don't know what's going on in the media. So, if I saw like a commercial or like heard something or saw a meme, I was like, that's Nathan's brother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and still to this day, when I see neon colors and fringe, I think of, I think of Nathan Orton. Like, I just and like I I should not admit this because I I feel so dumb but like that's just what I thought like, yeah. <laughs> yeah poor Nathan yeah. <laughs> he's cool he's holding his own on sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad to see uh, you know the, his continued success and everything. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, he deserves it. He works hard for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm real happy for him. Uh, but yeah, so I'm that's uh, that's a super cool opportunity. You're gonna get to hang with Kevin for the yeah, for the couple of days. days. And, and There's more than that. Like I have more stuff than that. With sure. Him, but like that's just what I can remember right yeah. now. Yeah. But get involved. Uh, you can, uh, like I said, you got your uh, Facebook page. The, yeah. The, the happiness enthusiast. Yeah, so you can look up the happiness enthusiast, or you can just find like my profile. It's just yeah. Amber Clear, but my last name is K L E A R, and you can find me, follow me, like friend request me, like whatever. Like let's chill on the internet together. Right. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, both pages, like I put some weird stuff on both pages. Like right. yeah, I I put some weird stuff on there, but it's fine. Like people see how my brain works sometimes, and they're like, what? happened to you yeah. and i'm like a lot <laughs> yeah i just live my life like i say yes a lot sure yeah like, yeah i mean i yeah. uh you know i've said that too like there you learn to especially having a show like this you learn to just say yeah and yeah. like and see what happens and like uh and you know it's just fun to see where it takes you and or yeah where where what life happens uh you know like uh just a great example today. Well, who knows? We were, who knew we were going to go get gelato together? Yeah, and, you know, I, and the stuff, fountain. So, I'm telling you, that yeah. fountain when it's going, it's beautiful. Sure, but you yeah. know, I was just like it was random uh, occurrences. We you know just say yes and keep going and see what happens. Yeah. So that's it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I genuinely like people too, and I think that helps. Like I can be out anywhere, and like just people will tell me their life story, and I love it. Like. Mm-hmm. I've had other friends that are like, isn't that mentally exhausting? Like, why don't you tell that person to go away? And I'm like, no, I fucking love it. Like, I, I love hearing people's stories. And I love, like, sometimes they just need to vent. But, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I know this person that can help you with this. And this person, because I know people from so many different aspects of life. Because when I tell you, I've had so many different careers in my life. Like, I, I cannot begin to describe the amount of amazing people that I know. That, like, it's just about resources. So, like, sometimes person a needs help with like something that like i know somebody from this category and it's really cool like that i can just a little network just yeah. like a little network yeah i went so i went out last night like again i forget what it's like to go out uh so i went we went to this like karaoke bar and i couldn't even tell you what town we were in i went with my friend katie uh and she was like let's go to karaoke and i was like whatever i have a cool jeep and snow tires let's go and we get there, and I feel like I walked into an episode of The Voice, right? Like right? Every person that got on stage was just singing a banger and nailing it. And so I was, like, really obsessed with this one guy. Like, he, he sang every song perfect. Like, I'm not kidding. All of the singers did. But he was singing these, like, huge songs and just fucking nailing it, like, spot on. And so I took a couple terrible videos. Because I was, like, enthralled, but, like, I couldn't, like... 
I just had to watch him. Like I couldn't even record it. Like I just had to watch. But I did get a couple short videos. I posted it on my Facebook this morning and I was like, this guy is amazing. Like, who is this guy? And I've had four people message me and be like, oh, that's this person. That's, yeah, this is how I know him. And then like <laughs> someone else is like, oh, yeah, he does this and this and this and he's amazing. And I'm like, that was quick, like under two hours and I found him. Like, that's perfect. Right. Yeah, because I think we were up by, we may have been up by Alton last night. I'm not sure. I forgot, like, again, don't know where I was. I'm just like, yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, turn here, turn here. I could be driving down an alley to my own death and be like, fuck yeah, I'm just going to follow these directions. <laughs> like it is, it is what it is. Did yeah. you sing? No. no. So I, I will sing tequila. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only karaoke song that I'll do. Uh, yeah. No, I will, uh, I'll eventually like, I'll do some karaoke, but like last night, I'm not kidding. Like these people were just, there were five or six people that were just like nailing it that like. I, I, I hope that they're singers for life. Yeah. Like I hope that's what they do. I hope that's what they are blessed to be able to do for money because they—that is just like raw talent. And it was just like pure joy on their faces, but also it was pure joy on like other people's faces. And it reminded me of like people come up to me after shows of comedy and they're just like so happy. And I hope that like I give people the same happiness that I felt last night watching those people on stage. Sure. I know it's like a different genre, like music to comedy doesn't always translate because music can like do things to you on on the inside, like just your core. But I think that comedy can do that too because I've had some really excited people come up to me after shows and like hug me and cry and laugh and they'll have experienced something and like I made it funny mm -hmm. or I'm just so excited about life that they're excited. And yeah, I hope that like I give them that same joy. Sure. Like that guy gave me great joy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's, uh, there's a lot of great comedians that I, you know, made a huge impact on my life or, yeah. and then there's like, there's certain, uh, uh, like, I don't know, Christopher Titus comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, the way he's, uh, I've seen him live a couple different times and it's always, uh, from Chelsea lately, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, nice he's done all kinds yeah. of stuff, but yeah, he, uh, um, he, uh, I saw him at uh, did a show at uh, what's uh, the Sheldon uh, here in St. Louis, and it was like more of like a one man theater type yeah. of show, and it was like a lot of like you know make you laugh, make you cry, yeah. like you know it was a whole range of emotions. Yeah. And then I saw him do a club set at Helium, and and he Completely just you know show. crushed that, just yeah. that show too. Like, but it's a different vibe, it, it different was a show, lot, different stories. It was a yeah. lot more joke, 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 you yep. know, and, and stories too. But like, even the stories had punches every you know yeah. thrown. But yeah, uh, but you know the same kind of thing. Like you're, you're getting the like, as much as a song can do it, or, or yeah. music and stuff. Like comedians know how to tap into all that stuff too Absolutely. so uh yeah that's why sometimes like i've performed in front of a couple thousand people before but like at my heart like i love performing in places where i can go walk among the crowd sure like if you give me a microphone where i am untethered and i can just walk that's like my favorite and here's the thing like i'm not like even sometimes like picking on people or acknowledging them like i just like seeing people's faces more when they're reacting mm -hmm. and like seeing that true joy when they throw their head back and they just laugh because yeah. like i i've done shows at like some pretty big theaters and like people do the polite like laugh and golf clap or like the midwest i love i love the midwest like people are so polite sometimes they'll just nod <laughs> and i'm like no 
know, or they'll like laugh silently. And I'm like, ma'am, you have yeah. to laugh out loud. Like, I cannot tell if you are having a seizure or laughing. And I need you to laugh out loud for <laughs> yeah. me right now. Because like, I want people to experience like just joy, like mm-hmm. being vulnerable and just let yourself laugh. And I know that I'm not for everybody. Like, there are people who have written to me like, you're so dirty. And I'm like, come to a different show. I promise I won't be as dirty. Mm. Um, I'm like, going to be wa- way dirtier. Well, sometimes, yeah. here's the thing. Like, sometimes I'm dirty. Sometimes I'm not. Like, it just depends on like what the audience laughs at in like sure. the first five minutes. Yeah. Because I do jokes talking about how I'm a positive person. Like, I'm so positive that whenever I walk into a public restroom and it smells really, really bad, at least I know the toilet seat will be warm. <laughs> and then like how people react to that, like I know what immediately I know what direction to go. It's either like, okay, that's a shitty joke, literally, and they didn't laugh at it, or like they laugh really hard and I get worse. Like it is yeah. my favorite game to play is bathroom surprise. That's where I use a public restroom, forget to lock the door, get naked to poop, and everyone is surprised that I'm in there. Like whatever people laugh at, like I will inch them along. And then I've had people where I have said the dirtiest things, like the dirtiest thing, like dirty things. Like I talk about how I accidentally got finger blasted by the lady who waxes my vagina. Like, I talked about that during the show. And this lady came up to me, and I show you now. She goes, it is so nice to see a female comedian who can work and be clean and doesn't have to talk about naughty things. And I was like, ma'am, were we at the same show? But here's the thing. It's how she interpreted it. Because I dress nice, and I'm fancy, and I smile, and I'm not mean. So I think she interpreted, like, clean as being not mean. When in reality, like, I was talking about literally, like, shit in my front yard and, like, all this other stuff. And, like... She just thought I looked cute and right. laughed a lot. So she was like, it's a clean show. Because like she was talking about my other jokes. So I know she was listening. And she didn't give it up to go to the bathroom because she was sitting in the front row. And like I saw her laughing because I love. I think, I think that's my favorite thing about comedy. Like I just love watching people laugh. Sure. Like I just, it's just, I love making them laugh. But like I love watching them laugh. And I have to be on stage because if I sit in the corner of a comedy show and I watch people laugh, that's great. <laughs> so I just yeah yeah it's fun yeah I was just at uh, I can't not acknowledge uh, Backdoor Comedy Club I was just at Backdoor Comedy Club I headlined there I don't know a couple weeks ago um, and that show got like super wild and fun like I think it was a Saturday it may have been Friday I think it was Saturday like it just got so fun and this is how small the world is okay so I live about two hours away from Backdoor Comedy Club and events um, which is like just north of St. Louis Somebody at the show took a picture of me on stage, put it on their Snapchat, and then immediately after the show, she goes, oh my God, you know my friend X. And I was like, what? How do you know that? She goes, I met him on Tinder, and he's on my Snapchat, and I took a picture of you, and he said, that's my friend Amber. And then he sent me pictures of you. He, she was like, do you really know him? And I was like, yeah, I really know him. Super nice guy in the Air Force, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, I've never been like, like, I, I, I've never been like, intimate like I say intimate I don't mean like sexually I mean just like mentally emotionally like so I don't know like but he seems pretty he seems pretty cool like I know him well enough um and like it was just weird that like that's happened other places I was at Yellowstone uh I rode my motorcycle uh across the United States a couple times but for this I was at Yellowstone and I'm just like looking at stuff like I'm just like in awe of all of these things and I hear a little voice go Amber (laughs) And I, like, don't think they're talking to me. And then they say it again and tap me on the shoulder. And I look at this person, and I have no idea who they are. And they're like, Amber. And I was like, 
hey, buddy. Like, I don't know how to respond. So I'm just like, everybody, hey, buddy. Uh, meanwhile, I have no idea who this person is. And they start talking about uh, Costa de Sol and the gypsies. And I was like, I was in Costa de Sol with the gypsies. And I was like, do I know this person? And then like, yeah, I did. I met this person in Spain. And then it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Here I am at Yellowstone. And they're, they're there again. And they recognize me. Like, I guess I like, they had changed quite a bit, like shorter hair and like just... Sure. And I, I know that, like, I've probably changed, too, but apparently I look the same. I don't know. Uh, even last night, like, uh, we were, again, like, an hour away from where I live, and some guy comes up to me, and he's like, Amber? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you don't know who I am, do you? And I was like, listen, it's really dark in here, and I have astigmatism. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so-and-so. And he's like, I just want to let you know I'm so proud of you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, And he told me who he was, and, like... I didn't, so I outed myself last night about this. In my head, so I have a TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. Um, so, like, my memory works different from other people's. It doesn't, like, not work. It just works differently. So, in my head, every person has a nickname. And that's how I remember them. Like, I don't, like, use their name. Like, in my head, like, I just have this, like, intrinsic thing of how I remember them. Um, and it changes over time. Like, I had a friend that was short boss, like short bus, but short boss. And now she's something completely different. But like in my head until I saw him and it clicked who he really was, I had no idea. Um, but like he was telling me all these like things that like, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't tell the rest of the story because I want to out him on some stuff, but like I was really proud of him too. So. Yeah. But it's just a small world. Like it is such a small world. Sure. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I, those yeah. are, those are interesting uh, things like for sure. Like uh, I've, I have uh, at one time I'm uh, Lambert's, you know. I love uh, Lambert's in yeah. Sykeston. Yeah, yeah. So I drove like three hours away from my yeah. house, and I, I'm eating at Lambert's, and I walk in, and like I see people from my hometown, and I'm like, "That's awesome," you know. And it's stuff like it's just like a really strange, uh, like, why are we both here? Yeah, you know, the, how did this happen? Three, yeah. Why didn't you invite me? Uh -huh. Yeah. So I've never left Lambert's with dry pants. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I wet them, but like, you know how they throw rolls? <laughs> sure. Like how I was talking earlier, I don't have the physical type of intelligence that Nathan does. Like, so they would throw the rolls and like, I'm enthusiastic. Like, I want to catch it, but I don't. And every time I knock my soda over or somebody knocks my soda over, and like no matter what, like it just hits me in the pants. So I leave there all the time looking like I piss myself, which is fine. Like, I just know now, like I've it's happened four times. Like I know. She really to bring loves dry, yeah, <laughs> I know to bring dry pants. Like I'll just change in the parking lot. Yeah. I change clothes in a lot of parking lots. Like I don't care. My swimsuit parts are covered. Like I have a good time. So. Uh, well you, you mentioned, um, some of your travels and, uh, getting to see some of the world, um, you know, through because of comedy yeah, and, and, I'm so and happy. stuff. Uh, so I wanted to ask some questions and stuff. Like, what uh, when you're when you're uh, hitting the road? Uh, like, what's your like go to uh, favorite like gas station snack? Like, what oh. what what is uh, what do you hit grab when? when uh, so gas station snack. Um, I don't know. Like, I I can't eat like hot dogs and stuff. Like, yeah. they give me migraines. But like. If they have a cheese pizza, like, honestly, gas station snack, cheese pizza from Casey's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Casey's has the best cheese pizza. Yeah, like, shout out to Casey's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a pizza purist, so I just, I really like cheese pizza. Yeah. But, like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out on other pizzas, like, especially, like, chicken bacon ranch. Yeah. Or, like, you know, even just, like, sausage. Like, 
Uh, Casey's Pizza is probably the best. But other than that, like, I'm like a Mountain Dew, like a flavored, like a fun flavored Mountain Dew, and I don't know, just like a Milky Way or a Laffy Taffy or. But like, I try to like. Knock on wood, I've been trying to eat healthier. Sure. So I've been like packing stuff to like take with me. But like gas stations have a lot of like oranges and stuff now too. Oh, yeah. So I just I'll go to Sam's Club and buy like eight pounds of oranges. And throw them. <laughs> yeah. They like it doesn't matter what temperature it is, an orange will stay good in your Jeep. Like yeah, it, yeah. so yeah, I've been trying yeah. to get get right myself and uh, try not to, try not to eat as much of that stuff. But uh, you know, the lazy way to do it is to like go buy like oranges, apples, sure. and then you don't even take them out of your car. You just leave them in there, and then you just eat the, like oh you don't I don't need to go through a drive. I have snacks right here and peanuts. Peanuts are good protein. I'm I'm into bench pressing right now. Like I've been like going to the gym. What happened was I saw this like I, I enjoy working out now. Put it that way. Um, and so I saw this guy and he was like weightlifting and I was like, Ugh. he had made like nobody like really upsets me but like mentally like they can look at me and i know it's a challenge and like i was like my dick is bigger uh i'm gonna weight lift more and so like i literally took two puffs of my inhaler and i fucking pounded out the exact same weight in a bench press that the guy next to me was doing and then i was like you know what i think i could do more and then i looked at him i added more weights and then i fucking pounded it out and i was like i will win i will win so i can like bench press like 170 now like i'm still going like that's a lot for like a dude like that is an incredible amount for a female like i know there are people out there who can do lots and lots more but like if you look at me you know that's a lot because i'm not fit i'm not i do a lot of hiking but i'm not fit my fat to fit ratio is a little skewed i'm hoping to like skew it back the other way like now that i finally like found stuff that i enjoy like sure it helps that like there's fun people at the gym i've had terrible gym accidents i don't know like I've had some accidents at the gym. I still go, though. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you... I don't know how many... Like, I told the story at Backdoor Comedy Club, but, like, I've never told it since then because, like, it happened the night before. So I don't know if, like... I'm getting off on a tangent. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Back to questions. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid telling my yeah. most embarrassing story that I've told on stage and have a video of, but, like... like well, yeah. You, so you don't want to tell? Not yet. Oh, Not yet. Okay. we got to work up to that. All right. <laughs> Yeah. That's my face will get red. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh I was uh we were we were cruising around in in the Jeep and we had some tunes on and uh, I was thinking also like uh you you were saying music you just you you listen but you're not really like Yeah, so like in, but are you, do you do you I have I love Go ahead. Well, do you have like certain like things that you like to put on your playlist until when you drive or do you, uh, or so what happens for me is like, I'll put on one song and then I'll like, just let it play. But sometimes I, what I've learned is that like, I will heart a song and then like, I'll put it to whatever I have Spotify. If you guys want to follow my playlists, cause I have some funny playlist names, but like I'll heart a song and then like I'll shuffle it to whatever playlist it needs to go to. And then some of it is like chill. Some of it's angsty period music. Like when I'm feeling angsty, some of it like is like, I'll make a playlist. Like if I ride with another person, um, one of my friends, he loves like beastie boys and blink 182. So he will nerd out to certain songs. So I have a playlist. that's like just for that person. If I ride with that person, I have another friend who loves to like, sing uh and is a wonderful singer so i make a playlist for that person now like i think that like i love live music 
like I'm I'm able to like get in on the radio. Like I'm also fine just like I'll turn on some Anderson East and like mm-hmm. whatever plays next I'm good with. Like yeah. yeah, I really and Zach Bryan, like, you know, like that sure. was a con- like that was the first concert I went to in a long time. Um How'd you get into him? TikTok. Yeah. I he was on TikTok and I was like, I like this song. I like this man's mustache. I'm gonna listen. But apparently if you have a mustache, like you can just get away with murder with me. Like I'll be like, Oh, you have a mustache, get in my car. Like, oh you have a mustache and a knife, get in my car. You have a mustache, a knife, and a bag of money, get in my car. You have a mustache, a knife, a bag of money, and you're covered in blood. Yeah, get in my car. Like the mustache. That's all I see. Yeah, I have a yeah. yeah. Tom that, Selleck. Mm. I, <laughs> I got. Uh, I, I got. Does I, Rick have a mustache? Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the way you were looking at it. <laughs> it's the mustache. Yeah, uh, if he had overalls on, we would already like be best friends. <laughs> Yeah, that, he didn't have overalls on, did he? Not, not today. Oh, good, okay. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I kind of, I feel like I got into Zach Bryan late because, like, I went to that show. I mean, it was like a sold-out show. And yeah. then, like, everybody sang literally, like, every word to those songs. And I was like, I just just heard of them. And then, like, I, just bought, I bought the tickets because, or I, 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 uh, I work for the pageant, so I get, yeah. but, uh, like, I got... To go over the show and and uh, and I took my buddy and we had a great time, but it was just like it was kind of uh, a little mu- like it was just weird to, that a guy is like brand you know pretty new at this just getting he going. has such a strong following on yeah. TikTok and then like so side note it surprises me that the pageant doesn't have like a podcast or a radio interview with every single artist that comes through mm-hmm. like a backstage thing like you should see if they'll let you do that like yeah. where literally every artist that go I mean you probably couldn't do every but like a, you and a couple dudes could like sure. knock out so that would be like. I, I would be so curious to listen to that. like every comedian or artist that came through there. They should have to do a thirty minute interview like backstage. Yeah, at the pageant. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would. I would follow that. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I uh, I will just I like Zach Bryan is such a smooth song like song repertoire, but also like he writes about stuff that I think people are like relatable mm-hmm. to right now. Um, and he's just, he seems pretty genuine. I know, like, I followed some TikTok drama about him and his now ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife. And, like, honestly, like, I think that makes him a stronger writer. Like, it sucks sitting went through that, obviously. Um, like, it's very sad. But, like, I think that, like, he experienced love and heartache. And I think that that's universally relatable to people. Um, and then he uses TikTok, like, or he did. When he was on tour, he, like, stopped using it. And I think that part of that, like, may have been because of some stuff with his wife. But, like... Maybe he was trying to like mm. heal yeah. that, and then like it didn't work. Whatever, like he tried, um, but yeah, he is he has such a smooth vibe. Um, Anderson East, just sure. smooth, easy. Like I don't know. And then that Mark Brassard, that song "Home," like that just gets me jazzed up to like. Have you seen my post about like asking people what song? So like I did a post like what what song people like to have sex to <laughs> and like i did it because i just thought it was funny and like i genuinely like that's a way to get to know your friends like a who will tell you what they listen to while they have sex or not and b what they actually listen to and i had like hundreds and hundreds of comments so i just kept going with like different themes i think the last one i did was like what song makes you want to slow dance so i use all those and i make a spotify playlist like my um like i guess like crowd crowd searched uh 
and I play like a lot of songs before shows and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I want people to like get amped before I go on stage. So the playlist I play like depends on the age group of the audience and the venue. If it's like a country venue or whatever, because I I can I resonate across. I don't talk about things specific to being just like a middle aged white girl. Like I talk about things that like everybody can relate to. Because mm-hmm. even if you don't ride motorcycle, you understand the trouble that motorcycles have gotten me into, or like the stupid shit that that I've done like anybody could have done all right yeah yeah Yeah. uh let's see what so uh I was thinking like this one's kind of fun and like uh you talked about doing some uh network stuff and talking to some different networks and things but what like what would you see uh like, is there a show you would like to be in like, or a, a world that a movie or oh, what, what, what do you see? Uh, I, mean, I think everybody's going to say Yellowstone right now. But yeah. like, uh, like I genuinely when I say I don't watch TV, like I move around and do so much stuff in real life that like if I get to TV, I fall asleep so yeah. quickly. But I would absolutely love to be in Yellowstone. But more importantly, uh any DC or Marvel movie, like even if I could just have a cameo, like that would be like, that'd be like, I would die. I would just die. I would be, and I, I wouldn't like, I would just, I don't even need like a speaking line, just like a high five in yeah. the background. Anything DC or Marvel would be just yeah. amazing. That, like, I love DC and Marvel movies. It's not necessarily just to DC and Marvel, but you know, I just like, that's like a, my bucket list kind of thing. Yeah. just like to have like, uh, do do some kind of like you know s- s- scene of some sort in a movie and like just have one line be like you know here's your coffee or whatever you know that kind of thing. No, like, I want you know, like, like if I have a yeah. line, I want it to be iconic. Right. Like the banana nut loaf is ready. Like I'm gonna make <laughs> right. yeah, it iconic. Sure. Like yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm just, gonna fuck up a word or something. It's gonna become like the phrase. I just think it'd be fun to yeah. to have that. Or obviously Jurassic Park. Like I would bang out some Jurassic Park scenes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess we got a new one on the next summer, right? Or this yeah. summer, right? I think it's uh, yeah. coming up for 2022. I think I don't know. Anyway, but Maybe. yeah, yeah, everything's no, up in the air. A, a new uh, a new Jurassic World on the way, so that'll be uh, fun. Those movies are always entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I love dinosaurs. Yeah, I love animals. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. Just something to think. Of. I like. I think uh, obviously talking your your polar express story and everything else like i I feel like you would be quite the character on in any uh setting so yeah i think i would love to like do voiceover work too Mm -hmm. because i think like uh i hopefully like i don't know people listening are gonna judge me or not like i think i have like a decent voice but i think my voice is animated people always say my face is animated animated but i think my voice is animated like i just genuinely get excited and i have all these accents that i can do like I'm telling you, I had like Russians coming up to me speaking Russian and like thinking that I understood and then Bosnian people. So my, my accent is just somewhere between Bosnian and, and Russian. Um, and I'm just very respectful. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I, this is not real. Uh, and they're like, what? And I'm like, uh, potpish the bar. Like, I think that means good deal sign here. Like, that's what <laughs> potpish the bar. Good deal sign here. Like, I just, yeah. Sure. Hey, I, uh, I'm a big fan of that world. Like, just uh, I talk about it quite a bit on here. Actually, like that uh, doing like cartoon voiceover yeah. and like I don't know, just it's pretty fascinating that that and then once you, and especially when you realize it's a kind of a small network of people. It absolutely is. And, yeah. 
that cover a lot of different voices yep. and are able to, you know, do all sorts of a range of voices and yeah. stuff. And like, what cartoon would you do a voiceover in? Oh, I mean, I mean, like, uh, I just, uh, they're all a lot of fun for me. I like, but I'm a, I like SpongeBob a lot. And yeah. like, it would be, uh, what would your character name be if you were a SpongeBob? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. You got to come up with one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, write your own storyline, bro. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they've done such a great job already with all the characters that they have. I don't know where I where I would fit in and what my character would be, but uh, it would be uh, it, it would be fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check back with you. And yeah. be like, I need to develop storyline and develop sure. plot. Like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of mustaches earlier, though, that's one. Of, there's one of my <laughs> absolute favorite uh, SpongeBob moments yeah. in, in the movie. Whenever um, they get the, the the seaweed mustaches. Yeah. And, uh, and SpongeBob and Patrick go out on their uh, journey, and they got their mustaches, and they think they're all tough, and you know anybody's and, tough with a mustache. Yeah, and they they run into this biker crew, and then the guy's like, "That's not a mustache. This is a mustache." Like the old crocodile Dundee. <coughs> That's not a knife. This yeah. is a knife. And he uh, like just uh, like squeezes his face, and his mustache pops out, and oh, like that's, awesome. that's one of the best things ever. That's awesome. Yeah, when I was on the Polar Express. I would, there was a book, you know, which speaking is what, of mustaches. That's, that's how you start a sentence. Yeah. When so I was on the Polar Express. When I was on the Polar Express, there, you, you, there's a point where you read the book to them, and like one of the characters has a mustache, and I would dress like that character, because, you know, it's fun. And then I'd be like, you have to wear a mask on the Polar Express for the most part. So I would like be like, oh, this is the most important page in the whole book. And then I would flip to the page and be like, look, it's a picture of me. My mustache is hiding under my mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> The dads would get it and laugh. The moms would get it and laugh. And the kids would be like, you don't have a mustache. And I was like, how do you know I have a mask on? Like, right. it's, yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. It was so yeah. fun. I could get an entire crowd of, like, children and parents and, like, families to just, like, get so excited. Like, before we even, like, left the train station, where I would yell north and they would yell pull. And then I would make one side do it and the other side do it. And I'd go faster and faster until it was just, rah, 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 rah. and I'm like, okay, we have enough Christmas spirit. We can leave now. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, it was so much fun. Like, when there are wolves in the book, you're reading the book, and I'm like, okay, I tell you what, there are wolves in the book, which means there are wolves outside. And I would pick, like, a really attractive person, like, really conventionally attractive person. I'm like, okay, put your face against the window and scare the wolves away. And, like, a couple of people got offended, so I had to stop doing that. But I was like, that's so funny. So then I would make... I would make the whole train car howl. I'd be like, okay, everybody howl. And inevitably, you'd have like one or two little kids that would just be like, and I'm like, oh, you sound like a turkey. Like, what is happening? Like, were the kids going through puberty? They would howl and be like, howl. And I'm like, you dying? What happened? Like, it's just fun. Yeah. Just fun. There's a teenager, a preteen boy. He was probably my favorite passenger. The whole, I could talk all day long with Polar Express, but he was probably my favorite passenger, and he was just so shy at first. And by the end of the end of the ride, I had this kid dancing up and down the the aisle with me, and I always yell, "Okay, look out! There's little aisle and lot of me. Keep your elbows in, or I'm going to fall in love." <laughs> and like I had such a good time with that kid, and I just. I remember seeing, like, in the 45 minutes he was on the train, his whole personality coming out. Yeah. And even his mom was, like, crying and thanking me, and she was like, he's autistic, and uh, he doesn't do that. And yeah. she, she was like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, it's Christmas magic. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was awesome. Like, I didn't know he was autistic, but right. I would have treated him the same. It was just fun. 
Yeah. Very cool. I almost cried too. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. That's some of my favorite stuff. Like I said, when you can, especially uh, when you can personalize it to where you can, it's great when you can do it for a whole group of people, obviously, yeah. but like when you, when you can make an impact on that one person yeah. to and change their day or change, their, change their life. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Amber, this has been uh, super cool. I'm, I'm really so glad we did this today and get to hang out. Yeah, and anytime. Like, I, we can get ice cream. We can, uh, sure. We'll go explore other places. Oh, I'll yeah. take you to Lone Elk Park. Yeah. Like, we'll drive through and look at some elk and majestic bison. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that sounds like a great time, man. This was a... Uh, but yeah, thank you for the uh, gelato. Thank <laughs> you for welcome. thank you for the laughs today, and uh, and uh, be sure to get involved. Uh, Amber Clear with a K yeah. dot com and uh, the Happiness Enthusiast Find me on, on Facebook TikTok and, too. Yeah, and TikTok. I'm the Happiness Enthusiast on TikTok and uh, Instagram and all the other things. We got every, everywhere. So yeah, I'm literally everywhere. Yeah, yeah I'll Come. be in your home. <laughs> invite me. I'll be in your home. I'll be everywhere. No, I'll go to strangers' houses. Like sure. a memory just popped up in my phone too that like somebody invited me into their house and I was walking and I just went into their house and like they fed me soup. Uh-uh. Like, she didn't speak English either. I was like, who does she think I am? Like, whatever, I got soup. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end up on the news somehow, either from comedy or from murder. <laughs> Not me murdering, but like someone yeah. accidentally murdering me. I wonder how she tells that story. Like, Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she probably thought I was homeless. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I went into her basement everything. Like, I used to have this rule, like, I'll go in their house, but I won't go in the basement because that's where you, <laughs> bad things happen. But, like, that rule never lasts. I, uh, I did, uh, I've done this show a couple times, like, same, a similar set. I mean, I was invited, but, like, I go to some people's houses and um, I don't know them. And I'm like, all right, well, this could either go really good or really bad. And I'm like, here, you know, here we go. Let's roll the dice and see what happens. And like, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and I've definitely gone in some creepy basements and you're like, Oh, this is it. You yeah. know, this, you know, but ultimately all of them have been great. So it's like, good. it's always worked out. So, good. Good. uh, but yeah, I, uh, I thank you. And, uh, I say we do this again real soon. I'm excited. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I'll see if I can get Chris to do it with me or Kevin. Oh God. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Raise it. They could do a seance in here. Raise it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again to Gaslight for letting us hang out here today. And uh, thanks, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Rick. And uh, thanks, Amber. Mustache man. Rick. <laughs> Thank but, you, Shane. I think you're pretty cool too. I, I think you're pretty cool. All right. Bye, everybody. Rock paper podcast. podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, well, yeah, that was it.